0: There have been multiple factors affecting the beef market in the past year, but how did that impact the sale of Angus genetics? I'm Miranda Ryman, Senior Associate Editor of the Angus Journal, and I grabbed a quick interview with someone who has a front seat view to trends across the United States. Today I've got Brett Spader on the line. Brett's the president of Angus Media and and has a good vantage point to look at the fall sales season that's happened. So Brett, we've been kind of in full swing here why don't you just give me a little bit of an overview of what's been happening out there in the country and and what you've been hearing in the field.
1: A lot of what I'm going to share with you is is funneled into us from our 13 regional managers, which we're so fortunate to have with the American Angus Association and Angus Media. These guys travel the road. They're a really essential part of seed stock marketing uh, for the Angus breed. And, of course, uh, they're there as the boots on the ground when it comes to that feedstock marketing, and they're there as a resource for buyers and sellers. And so we keep in close contact with them in terms of those of us in the office, and it's, it's great to see these these patterns and trends as they emerge. And, of course, those RMs are are there to work with breeders in every form and fashion when it comes to creating ultimate success for their angus breeding operation. So it's it's been really an interesting fall. You know, I think we all went into it. Um, uh, cautiously optimistic about uh, about where the demand for Angus genetics would be just in terms of the, the great value that they offer the beef industry, the great value that they offer commercial cattlemen from coast to coast. Of course, we knew there were some huge challenges out there as well. We had these drought-stricken areas which were uh, really creating a lot of concern and, and still do, you know, as we see great members and great Cow calf producers in those states, you know, they're they're absolutely up against the wall in a lot of ways, and so we weren't sure exactly how everything would pan out. Of course, in in Montana and some of the northern states, we get could run a bull sales here late in the fall, and again, I think everyone was holding their breath. But it was just fantastic to see a great and tremendous demand for Angus genetics all the way through the fall. You know, when we think about our fall sale season for, for seed stock genetics, we, we tend to kick that off in, in late August and early September and, and truly run all the way here through mid-December with a lot of those, those fall bull sales up north. And, and, uh, and it's, it's really been interesting to study and watch that and talk to the RMs and talk to breeders and see just the great value that those in the, in the commercial segment especially have been placing on angus genetics to incorporate in the herd.
0: I'm really hearing a response that says there's a lot of strength and a lot of optimism. So what's that really mean in in terms of numbers?
1: Yeah, and we track these numbers. You know, this is another aspect that the original managers uh, do for us. They work ring at these sales, and and they they keep tabs on the number of heads sold as well as the averages, including the high sellers. You can find this information on Angus.org in the sale reports page. It's actually one of the most highly trafficked parts of our website. Uh, we know this about producers. They they want to do their research, and they know that that's a that's a very important part of their profitability picture, in terms of the genetics they select, and so they do like to go study that sale reports page. But we were so excited to see that the demand for females was really pretty remarkable, uh, and I'm going to give you some some numbers here, basically from the start of our fiscal year, which began on October 1st, but I think encapsulates that that fall sale season spirit pretty well, but we saw the the incredible demand increase fifteen hundred $1,500, dollars fifteen hundred and twenty three dollars in terms of the average price paid for a registered Angus female, and so that uh, that that was an increase of, uh, of of a proportion that we weren't necessarily even expecting. We were so glad to see that out in the marketplace. We actually sold ten percent more registered females than previous year as well. So we are so excited to see that that's uh, that's a great. Uh, value for those those in the registered business or thinking about growing, thinking about expanding, and as they put those cattle out in the marketplace, they're getting rewarded with that. Of course, when we think about the beef industry, you know, we think about the backbone of that, which is the cow-calf producer, which ultimately creates the beef that, that comes through the segment and, and becomes certified Angus beef. And, and so as we thought about the genetics that they invested in, we saw an increase of 5% in what they gave over above last year which we thought was an excellent year and that was also uh, included about a 10 percent increase in the number of registered angus bulls offered again year to date so we weren't necessarily expecting that much and significant growth in the marketplace of course that we want to see our producers be as successful as possible and and get a great reward for the incredible work and forethought that they put into creating angus genetics so it was great to see
0: I think there could be some surprise in some of those numbers, just given the, the kind of year that some people have had in different areas. Do you have any insights into to why the strength in those numbers?
1: I think the Angus breed really aligns with where we continue to go in the, in the beef industry. That's very exciting. I think when you look at other breed comparisons in terms of what we're getting done in the strength in the marketplace, I think one can draw that conclusion very well, whether it's Aspects of carcass quality, certainly aspects of, of production value, uh, things that that make our our cow calf producers' lives more profitable, uh, more simple, solve their problems. I think that's such an important part and a mantle that a lot of Angus breeders have have taken up, and they're getting rewarded for that. I think again, you know, in in the northern states, we were expecting to see a, a pretty tough run, and one of the things I thought was really interesting as I talked to Kirk Angus, the regional manager in that territory, he said. You know, of course, a lot of cattle left that country. A lot of commercial cows left that country. And what they found was a lot of people really appreciated those cattle through the fall. And they came back and they sourced bulls from the genetics that had created those commercial cattle. So as we saw, some of those cattle going to New Mexico and Texas actually came back to Montana to buy that genetic package. And, and again, I think that's uh, that's a true testament to the breeding programs that, it produced the genetics that go into that, as well as uh, a, a great opportunity for them to to continue to incorporate new new genetics into those operations in, in other parts of the world. So, I was I was very pleased to see the the great success that they had. And again, we know we're not out of the woods yet. Uh, that's a really a, a tough environment up there right now. But again, we've had great growing seasons in other parts of the United States, and it just always reminds us that. There's a set of Angus cows and a set of Angus genetics that are going to work well in a lot a lot of different varieties of, of circumstances there.
0: Absolutely. And, of course, we'll be hoping for some rain up in those those parts, but definitely glad to hear that those cattle have worked for people in a variety of environments. So, Brett, as you look forward, do you have any crystal ball-type predictions?
1: Try not to issue any, any predictions, especially this early. We always... Uh, we we'll always make a lot of plans as we think about positioning those those breeding operations and we think about how they best can reach out to uh, the, to their potential customers. And so that's that's a great challenge and a, and a great benefit of what we do here at Angus Media and certainly the Angus Association. I can say this, I, I think we're more committed to seed stock producers in the Angus breed than ever before in the health and well-being of our customers. And uh, I feel better all the time in terms of, of the association tools that are there to create success, whether that's EPDs and the power of the Angus database, which, uh, again, just continues to grow by leaps and bounds and adds that, that risk mitigation and that certainty uh, when you make those big genetic purchases. That's a really important part of the trust that people put in us. And, uh, and we, we, we're sure very excited to see people continue to respond well to that. And then, again, we think about the programs that are available to get that that value back out of those operations that make those investments. And so I think as we continue to head down that track, you know, I I can't say we'll always get exactly what we need to for our cattle. But I promise you that when we take that really proactive approach and we continue to create genetics, which make our customers' lives better, we're going to be on the right side of things more often than not. So I'm excited to be a part of that with the Angus membership and excited to help them in some small way.
0: And that was Brett Spader, president of Angus Media, giving a recap on the fall sales run. For anyone out there who is looking forward to getting a jump on their spring marketing and has ideas or questions, feel free to contact your regional manager. Their contact information is available on angus.org or call us at the office, 816-383-5100.